Hi and welcome to Karate Over Coffee. My name is Shane McMahon and I'm your host. This is a podcast dedicated to my experiences in karate. I started karate as soon as I could walk. My parents owned a full-time dojo, so I literally grew up in the dojo as our house was on top. I've lived and breathed karate my whole life and I've trained with some really amazing sensei, competed for my country, and I've learned so much about the evolution and history of karate. And I'm here to share my experiences and learn. Enjoy. G'day guys, Shane from Karate Over Coffee with a fantastic podcast coming your way. This time we are talking about Itosu's 10 lessons or his 10 precepts or for this one we call it the 10 annotations. So just to make it a little bit different to what is normally out there. So my father and Mitani Kazua wrote it maybe 10 or 15 years ago, a different perspective on, on Itosu's lesson. So Mitani Sensei, he translated it uh, and he and my father wrote it out in, in English and discussed it and, um, and came up, came up with, with this uh, translation as well as there's the explanation of each lesson as well. So not just the lesson itself, but we talk, talk about, you know, we go in depth in, in what Itosu was talking about and, um, and delve into, into the different lessons and, and reasons why it was written as well. Not just, not just a literal translation or not just the literal explanation, but a background into, into how he wrote it, why he wrote it, etc., etc. So, Mitani Sensei is 88 years of age. Uh, he, he was Kinjo Hiroshi's senior student and has been, was friends with Kinjo Sensei for a long time. Um, and he, he and my dad have been associated and, and friends for a long time as well. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read it out. I know, not very exciting, but I, I might say a couple of things, but really I don't really need to because it's, it, it's all in here. So if you want a copy of it, just send me a message, happy to, happy to send it to you. Um, but this is a testimony of Itosu, the 10 annotations. So translated by Kazuo Mitani and edited by Bob McMahon, my father. So the preface, so this is by my father. So the testimony of Itosu is an important karate classic. We have chosen this name, the 10 annotations, to distinguish our translation from the many other fine works that abound. Mitani Sensei is an expert in linguistics and was keen to present his point of view. So let's delve into it. Although the key points are outlined in short sentences, the details are highly significant. It is invaluable to the students who wish to study the original karate. Some mistakes are also present, but this is because of the brevity of the text. There is no other book containing such important information that enables the reader to understand the karate of those times. It will remain a timeless classic. Just a side note, so in my school, my, my style of karate, I hate that term, but in my association, we use Itosu's 10 lessons, precepts, annotations as our Bible of karate. We don't, look, we don't use the Babishi or the Dojo-kun or whatever. We, look, we use 10, the 10 lessons by Itosu because it has so much valuable information in there in principles, movements, and how to distinguish parts of, of karate and, and kata. Let's get back to it. 
Itosu's preamble. So what, what I will do is I will read the, the translation from the Dani Sensei and, and then I will delve into the explanation. So it'll be lesson and then explanation from my dad and from the Dani Sensei. So let's get, let's get into it. Itosu's preamble. Karate was not born of Confucianism or Buddhism. A long time ago, the two styles known as Shorenru and Shoreru were derived from China. Both styles possess their own unique individual characteristics. It is important that they be preserved as they are and not embellished. With this in mind, I will now put pen to paper to describe the important points that one should comprehend. Explanation. All right, so this is the first explanation. Karate was not born of Confucianism or Buddhism. It also said that there was no relationship between Karate and Confucianism. However, Japanese Budo was born in close relationship to Confucianism. People often wish that there were a definitive connection between Karate and Budo. It also also said that Karate was unrelated to Buddhism. It seems that there was a deep relationship between Buddhism and Shoren Ken in the Fuchin Chinese martial art. People are interested in knowing about the relationship between Karate, Buddhism, and especially Zen. It seems that, they, that the above differs to the opinion of Itosu. Of course, in the future, Karate may be linked to Budo due to ethical issues that may arise. Karate may also be be connected to Buddhism with religious issues being considered. But if karate is linked with Confucianism or Buddhism, discretion must be utilized. Two styles known as Shurenru and Shureru. This seems to be a mistake made by Itosu and then Funakoshi, who described his Kenku as Shurenru and Jion explained to be Shureru. It seems that this was a myth that was accepted as fact in those days. The modern theory has established that the two styles did not exist. It is thought that the reason such a mistake was made is as follows. The origin of Te was the Fuchin martial art and the center of Te was in Shurin Ken. Perhaps people in Okinawa heard this pronunciation erroneously. Could one man have heard Shorin and another heard Shore? This would be natural because they do not know the character, the Chinese character of the style. Though people of Kume and the high officials of the Ryukyu dynasty were able to read the character, the man in the street was not able to do so. Probably Shorin-ru was heard correctly and it was Shore-ru that the ordinary persons heard incorrectly. This then became misunderstood as there being two styles, the Te of Kume and the Te of the high officials of Shuri would be clarified by the character used. However, something went terribly wrong and the word of Itosu was recorded in history. It is easy to under, for us to understand the origin of Te if it is said to be Fuchin Shorin. Consciousness of the two styles. If we stand behind the above-mentioned viewpoint, the word of Itosu may become meaningless. 
The classification of the kata of Funakoshi also does not have any basis in fact. However, it is certain that their beliefs must have some merit, for we toss you to consider that there were two that were indeed two different styles. This is, a, is an important part, point in regard to karate. If there were two styles of tei back then, could we not consider that them to be the ordinary tei and the tei of Matsumura? Two styles, Matsumura tei and native tei. I hold the view that tei of Matsumura can be distinguished from that of the ordinary tei. Other teachers who hold this opinion were Motobu, Toyama, and Funakoshi, and others. Another viewpoint that exists in the world is that Shirite became Shorenru and Nahate became Shoreru. Most teachers in modern Okinawa are of this opinion. Alrighty, so let's get into the 10 annotations. That was just a preamble, that one little uh, paragraph. So let's get let's go into the 10 annotations. Now, if you're unsure what the, the 10 lessons, annotations or precepts were, so they were written in 1908. Well, nobody knows when they were written, actually, when they were first published or came out public view, it was 1908. Um, and it was all based around PE karate getting into the Okinawan school system, just in a nutshell. If you want to know more about, about that, make sure you check out the previous episodes with Thomas Feldman and, and check out his book, as well as Joe Swift's book um, and his uh, podcasts as well, the various ones I've done with him. Um, but yeah, but let's get, let's get back into the 10 annotations. Very important part, like a hugely important part of karate history. So the 10 annotations, number one, karate is not intended solely for physical education. It is intended to develop courageous citizens who value righteousness. In times of grave public crisis, they will be prepared to risk their very lives for the nation. It is unacceptable to use karate to duel with an enemy. Even when wrongdoers are encountered, please avoid physical confrontation and refrain from harming others with your fists or feet. Explanation one. Whenever there is a crisis in society at a local, state or national level, karate training develops citizens willing to work hard and sacrifice their lives if necessary. Another purpose of karate is nurturing those who value justice and hate wrongdoing. Japanese society was very peaceful, especially in Okinawa. Therefore, the purpose of karate was not just physical education and self-defense. In the society of the day, it was considered shameful to intentionally wound another person. There was a sense of morals, not just the law of the land. Ankur Itosu taught that this applied especially to the karate student. Not even the thief or the loudmouth was to be injured. The spirit of those who would uh, never purposely injure another was a true spirit of karate. Annotation number two, karate primarily strengthens muscles and bones and forges a body like iron or stone. With karate, your arms and legs serve as your weapons and you will automatically develop a courageous spirit. If school children learn karate, 
then if they are required for military service, the karate training will be the foundation for many other martial arts. When the Duke of Wellington defeated Napoleon, he said, the victory was won in the playgrounds of our schools. Certainly, this is a very wise saying. Explanation two. Karate chiefly strengthens muscles and bones and hardens the body like iron or stone. This was the general understanding of karate in those days. However, when one considers manual or correct timing, Itosu's point of view is questionable. It's not as if Itosu was simply a mediocre teacher. He was considered to have been the leading expert at that time, so it's difficult to know his true opinion. There are two key points to consider in the interpretation in this sentence. Itosu was promoting karate as appropriate for school children in the school curriculum. He was in a position in which, so the two opinions. One, he was in a position in which it was better to emphasize physical education instead of self-defense. Two, he needed to obtain the support of the government official who wielded much of the decision-making power. The training will be the foundation for many other military arcs. So if we take that apart, Japan was small and weak compared to the surrounding powerful West European countries and was desperate to catch up with them, especially in military might. Karate was linked to survival by pointing out how it could become the foundation for many other military arts. It is here that the idea of physical education karate was born. Itosu quoted the Duke of Wellington, thus drawing a parallel between Japan and then the powerful United Kingdom. Itosu judged that the foundation of the, the wealth and military strength of a country lay with their school physical education program. So, it's clear that it, whether Itosu believed it or not, it is, it is certainly clear that in one of the, the second lesson, Itosu promoted the idea that school children will get stronger and be an asset to the Japanese military. Whether he believed it or not, nobody will ever really know. Nobody will really know. Let's move on to annotation number three. It takes time to become skillful in karate, but even a slow-moving cow completes a thousand-mile journey eventually. By practicing industriously for an hour or two each day, after three or four years, your very bones will change from that of an ordinary person. The essence of karate is revealed to those that put in the greater effort. Explanation three. It takes time to become skillful in karate. Itosu is stating the obvious here as it takes time to develop skill in any physical, any physical activity, not just karate. Here, the cow parable was used as an example with Itosu simply pointing out that daily honest efforts were important. A similar parable is used in the West with slow and steady wins the race, and we also have the tortoise and the hare. However, it is also clear that karate requires much effort. One, increasing one's physical strength was thought to be very necessary. Two, practice was centered on solo training, i.e. without a partner. The most important basis of karate is to become twice as strong as you were before karate training. The standard test was to be able to lift your own body weight in one hand. This was possible for anyone who made the required effort in training. 
Just a side note, I'm drinking my coffee. It is black. This is corrosive coffee, by the way, as well. It's as much about corrosive as it is about coffee. No, not really, but let's get back into it. It is important that the practice is held every day, i.e. 365 days a year with no day off, not even Saturday or Sunday. Another important point is that the practice at first should be between one to two hours. Seemingly, this was made clear from the experience of the seniors. Even if you practice for two hours or more at first, there is, there is much futility. Only practicing for an hour or less is almost ineffective. Please practice for one to two hours every day. Mainly points to Makiwara practice. Just a side note, if you listen to my previous podcast on Makiwara, Makiwara is, in this instance, is not just the pole, not just the, the post, the, the wooden post. Makiwara here is a training aid, training partner. In modern times, a bag is good for us, but a training partner is a Makiwara. Just remember that point. Annotation number four. In karate, you should consistently train your weapons, i.e. your fists and your feet on the makawara. Expand your chest, lower your shoulders and harness your power. Adopt a firm stance and train to place your power in your abdomen. Thrust with each hand one or 200 times. Explanation four. Practice of karate is makawara practice. The practice of karate is fundamentally training on the makawara. Though kata is a basis of the technical system of karate, it is difficult to say it is a basis of karate practice. It was also said that karate begins with naifanti and ends with naifanti. This is not a mistake, but we should say that karate practice begins and ends with the makawara. Is karate considered to be individual practice? It is incorrect to think that kata was intended to be solo practice, as the makawara is the training partner. The makawara is a convenient partner that caters for the weak and the strong. Unlike a human partner, there is no inconvenience in power or experience, as the makawara accepts the power of each individual. One to two hundred times practice method. In karate, the standard measurement of training units is referred to in terms of 1 to 200 times. It seems that this was based on experience rather than any scientific study. The better method may be determined in the present age. However, it would be a mistake not to build the foundation on repetitive practice. There is generally insufficient time to do so in the dojo. The dojo is for studying the method or the way to practice. It is not the place to practice. That place is at home. It is not easy if the training tools are based on repetitions of 100. In that case, light training tools should be used. It seems that this effect has a different purpose to present day weight training, as a side note. So if the training tools that you have are limited to 15 or 20 reps, it's not fantastic uh, for karate. Or karate development. You want how they're saying is that the training tool should be used for repetitions of 100. So lightweight, bang, 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 bang. If you're going to be using it, um, different to to building building strength or muscle for weight training. 
Annotation five. In your karate training, maintain a straight back and koshi, your waist. Lower the shoulders and brace the torso. Place your chi or ki in the tendon, about 10 centimeters below the umbilicus. It is important to position the head as the top part is drawn towards the sky. The lower part of your body is taut and the legs held firm, are positioned as if pulled down by an underground force. Uh, there's no explanation, it's pretty self-explanatory in this annotation five. So let's move straight on to annotation six, except I will have a quick sip of my coffee. That's the stuff. Annotation six. Please practice the mini kata of karate. When you practice, learn the steps thoroughly, one at a time. You need to clearly understand the purpose of each step and then practice the corresponding technique. Furthermore, consider the ways to attack, to receive, to release, and to grapple. Let me say that again. Furthermore, consider the ways to attack, to receive, to release, and to grapple. There are many oral transmissions in this regard. Explanation six. We need to repeat the technology expressed in Karate Kata many times to make real progress. Of course, we must ask our teacher the right procedures. Otherwise, though we may practice earnestly, without understanding the meaning, we will be heading in the wrong direction. Therefore, we need to clearly understand the techniques in the Kata and which ones can actually be applied in realistic situations. It is not useful to repeat our practice without understanding what it is we are truly practicing. That's a very important point. Let me just say that one again. I like that one. It is not useful to repeat our practice without understanding what it is we are truly practicing. We must train with true purpose. Of course, we must realize that the teacher instructs according to our stage of progress. There is a deep thing in regard to the real meaning of the techniques contained in kata. It is the method of iri, attack or entering, uke, to block or receive, hazushi, to escape or to release, and torede, grappling, such as joint locks and throws. They are taught by kuden, word of mouth, and there are many kuden to explain the movements of kata. If we study and practice kata with the associated kuden, we will come to understand that the very essence of kata is to know when to apply the techniques. Side note, did a podcast not long ago on kuden and, and how it's kind of lost, um, lost for some, I think it's number 42, the lack of kuden. So go back and have a listen to that one as well. Uh, which will explain a little bit more about Kuden. Annotation 7. You need to clearly discern which techniques in Kata are for physical education and which are effective techniques that should be practiced. Explanation 7. There are three categories of techniques in the Kata of Karate. 1. Effective or Waza. 2. Physical exercise. Three, connecting with no meaning. 
He totally describes it plainly in the first sentence. You need to clearly understand the purpose of each step and then practice the corresponding techniques. There are people who misunderstand by believing all steps of the kata have meaning. We should heed the words of Itosu, who composed and created the kata of karate. Opinion 1. All kata of karate contain kumite, striking, not sparring, but in this instance kumite refers to as striking or changing hands, punching, striking, and torere, grappling. Opinion 2. There are kata of karate that are gymnastics routines and just for show. There is a mistake in both of these two opinions. If the first part of annotation number six and annotation number seven are considered collectively, then the meaning of kata will be well understood. So let's go back and have a look at annotation number six, the first sentence. Please practice the many kata of karate. When you practice, learn the steps thoroughly, one at a time. You need to clearly understand the purpose of each step and then practice the corresponding techniques. So that, let's take that first part and let's look at annotation seven. You need to clearly discern which techniques in kata are for physical education and which are effective techniques that should be practiced. So here is Meta, sorry, is no, Matani Sensei, is Itosi Sensei talking about two very important parts in, uh, in the understanding of karate and kata in two annotations. So when you put those two together, Matani Sensei and my father say, if, they, if you put them coll collectively together, those two, then the meaning of kata will be well understood. Let's go on to annotation number eight. The attitude you demonstrate in karate training should be the same as if on the battlefield. 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 Should be the same on the battlefield. Please lower your shoulders and brace your body. If you train as if engaging the enemy in situations of both offense and defense, then you will res respond effectively in a real encounter. Please be very careful in your training though. Uh, there's no explanation for this one because it's pretty self-explanatory. Annotation number nine. You may ruin your health by training harder than your body will allow. Visible signs are red face and red eyes due to the rising of ki or ti. Be very careful of this. Explanation nine. This annotation believes that the caution espoused in number eight. Although it is vital to train with realism in mind, it is not wise to exceed your physical limitations. The right balance is important and Itosu points out these facts that indicate danger. Annotation number 10. From ancient times, those who have gained skill in karate have enjoyed long lives. My research has revealed that karate strengthens muscle and bone, improves digestion and the circulation of the blood. Therefore, if karate is included as a foundation of the physical education program, and many students participate, they will be able to do the work of 10 men. This is my opinion. Explanation 10. It was thought that the karate training increased physical strength and health. In Okinawa at that time, when there was almost no sport, 
If karate could be seen to be a great way to exercise, then it would be adopted far and wide. It also regarded karate as the most suitable physical exercise program, particularly appropriate for inclusion in the school education system. Here he expresses his real intention. Postscript, we finished. Postscript, the annotations above need to be followed and karate made compulsory for the students of the teacher's college. In future, with the correct system in place, graduating teachers from the teacher's college could teach karate steadfastly at each district elementary school. Within 10 years, it will spread throughout the whole country. So it's pretty clear to me anyway that Itosu, one, he believed in the karate program that he had developed. And two, he wanted that karate program in, into the schooling systems and then, and then into the Japanese military. Whether he, whether he wanted, whether he wanted the Okinawan students to actually fight for Japan, not sure, probably not, but as a way for karate to survive and, and thrive, um, I, th I believe, I believe he, you know, he wholeheartedly wanted it, wanted it to, to flourish. So without it also, I mean, are we even here? Am I even have talk, talking to you? Do I even have a podcast with you, without Itosu? So, as I as I said earlier, we base our karate on these these ten annotations or, or lessons and precepts. There's some really fantastic fantastic info that that uh, you need to you know delve into a little bit more. If you do want a copy, happy to send it to you. I've read this oh geez I don't know 100 times. Um, and I'm still still learning and, and um, as you progress things things pop out to to me so um, and anyway if if uh, if you have any questions let me know happy to chat um, about anything um, I've spoken to um, my dad he's happy for for anybody to to read it as well um, but please let me know make sure you check out our creative coffee community Facebook group as well if you have any questions chuck it in there otherwise guys i'll speak to you soon thank you for listening to karate over coffee and if you're enjoying the podcast and in getting something out of the episodes there are a few things you can do to help us if you don't already subscribe to us on youtube please do so we release these episodes every friday morning australian time plus we release some smaller espresso shots during the week on both our youtube channel and our facebook community group you can also subscribe to us on our Apple or Spotify. Leaving a five-star review will be very beneficial as well. If you have any suggestions or topics or feedback or anything that you want to talk about, please put it in our comment section on our Karate Over Coffee community Facebook group. If you'd like to support us, please visit our online shop where we have official Karate Over Coffee shirts, hoodies and mugs available. Your continued support is appreciated and a vital way for the podcast to keep moving forward. Thanks, guys.